the Castellanos. Did you know Paul Castellano? Paul ran the mob in New York City for a long, long time. He was the one that was shot in front of Sharp's Steakhouse. When he was shot, they named three people that might succeed Paul Castellano as the boss of bosses. I heard DB saying some things. A guy named Bellotti, John Gotti, and uh, Nicholas Bianco. How many times are we gonna go through this? Scratching and scraping so we can get taste. Nicholas Bianco went to the Lady of the Lord's Grammar School with me. And I liked the guy and he liked me. I didn't know that he was gonna be a mob guy, but we sort of got along together. Kind of funny, I saw him on Wall Street, which he had no right being where he was. Anyway, the Castellanos all bought stock from us. And only quickly did I ever meet him. They called him Big Paulie, but I had his number. Well, one of the brothers at St. Francis, brother Michael, was transferred to uh, St. Anthony's High School in Huntington. And uh, they were going to have a bazaar. And the brother, nice guy, but not very street smart, needed some people to run the money tent. You know, the gamble. Well, he puts an ad in the paper. Well, three guys show up to... They're going to run the money tent for him. Well, the first night after he counts the money, there's 25000 missing from the year before. So he goes crazy. So the next night they come to be doing it. And he's a religious guy. So he goes out. And the guy goes, get out of here. Says, the brother says, look, you can't be ripping off the church. That's what you're doing. You know? Evidently, he was trying to be persuasive. He got knocked to the ground. calls me up and he tells me this story. I said, not for nothing, but uh, uh, you know Stevie Guido and you know this guy and this guy. And I said, and uh, Nicholas Bianco and uh, yeah. I, I said, uh, I'll give you a phone number and then don't get me involved, brother. You know, I'm gonna need somebody coming shooting me at my door. So uh, whoever he called said, we'll look into it. Three weeks later, two guys walk into St. Anthony's High School with uh, shoeboxes filled with bills. And they're going and giving it to brother. He's going, hey, this is for you. Do you want a receipt? <laughs> He's, no, 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 get you know, I don't want a receipt. Thank you for this, just leave the money. We'll take care of it, blah, 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 blah. My name is George C. Bergleitner, Jr. I was born in St. Catherine's Hospital in Brooklyn, New York in 1935. Uh, I've been a member of the Stock Exchange for a long time, and I sold my membership in the various exchanges to join my wife, Betty, in the real estate business years later. That's all I know. This is a second story. We did a trade. We sold some stock, which was worth about uh, $50,000 for another firm. 
when they sold the stock, they have to deliver it to us and we have to pay them. Well, in the meantime, overnight, Harry, somebody, is the president of the company, announces he found a new oil find, which makes the stock go from $3 to $8 a share. Well, now they don't want to deliver it. So I said, oh, I'll take care of this. I went over to this guy's firm. In fact, it was a guy that went to St. Francis before me who played ball, but he really wasn't nice to us new, like, rookie guys. And I didn't like him at the time, and I still didn't like him. Now he's beating me on a stock trade for about 50 grand. So I go over, and I go, Frank, give me that stock. No, I, I'm not, I'm not going to give you that stock. I said, Frank, I want to see, there's a window over there. I grabbed him by his belt, and I took him to the window, and I shoved him out the window. I said, now, if I don't have the stock by tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock, I'm coming back. Only tomorrow, I'm going to let you go. Get back in here, you piece of garbage. I go to the office the next day. The girl says, there's somebody named Mimi in your office. I said, Mimi who? I don't know Mimi. She just came in and said his name was Mimi. He wanted to see you. I go in this guy having a cigar with his feet up on my desk. So I walk in and I picked it up right away. He said, first of all, take your fucking feet off my goddamn desk and put that smelly cigar out. We don't smoke cigars in this office. Who are you talking to? I said, I'm talking to you, asshole. He said, well, look, you held Frank Sedotti out the window. I'm here to tell you he's not delivering you the stock. You know, go screw yourself. So I said, excuse me, let me make a phone call. I had done a number of favors for Nicky Bianco. Nicky, not for nothing, but I got this guy Mimi from Brooklyn here, and he's, he's sort of threatening me. He says, Joe, right, Sonny and I'll be right down there. Keep him there. Comes down, walks in. This is mafia expedience. Do you have a conference room? Yes, please. Will we use it? Yeah. Okay. They go in the conference room with Mimi. And all I hear is as they're coming out, and if you don't deliver the stock by 3 o'clock this afternoon, in addition to the $5,000 you owe us for the sit-down just now, you're going to pay the $50,000. Understand that, Mimi? He leaves. Nick, he looks, he says, it's all taken care of, George. Don't worry about it. You have the stock by this afternoon. He says, and you're also going to be delivering with the stock a check made out to cash for $5,000. That's for us. It's okay. <laughs> he solved a $50,000 problem for me. You're getting 5000 from somebody who I don't know. I don't give a shit. It works out really good. Well, I can't tell you another good one. We managed some rental apartments. And uh, this guy wasn't paying his rent. And it came back to me that he was dealing drugs. I guess he was an unsuccessful drug dealer because he couldn't pay his rent. So I went to the judge, Jackie uh, Lampert. Her brother-in-law worked for me in Wall Street. So there's, you know, a little bit family relationship. And uh, I went to her and got a throwout notice because he didn't pay his rent. So she says, now you can take this down to Delhi to the sheriff. And in a month or two, the sheriff will throw him out. Or if you feel comfortable doing it yourself, you could go and serve him with the paper. I feel comfortable. So I go up, knock on the door. He comes to the door. I said, excuse me, you got to get out of here. I haven't paid your rent. Judge Jackie signed the order. 
And he closes his door and he says, are you big enough to throw me out of here? I says, pal, I want to explain something to you. I spent a number of years in the 11th Airborne Division. I know how to kill you 20 different ways without making a fucking sound. So if you don't get out and you don't do it right away, we're going to have a problem. And with that, he runs at me. And we're in a very narrow hallway. I throw his weight against the wall, and as he's coming off the wall, pop! And I break his nose, and he says something, which pissed me off, so I broke his tooth. He goes to the ground, I'm calling the cops. I said, well, I have the troopers right on the cell phone here. Let me get him on the phone for you. As soon as I get him, I'll show them the videos I have of you doing drug deals downstairs. Hang up the phone. I said, okay, okay, I'm hanging up the phone. I tell you, I have a number of things to do around town. You got about a half hour to an hour to get out of here. If you're here when I come back, three things are going to happen. Number one, remind you're on the third floor. I'm going to throw you out the fucking window. Should you survive that, I'm going to throw you in the trunk of my car. I'm going to take you up to my 150 acres. And I'm going to find out what I learned in the service with dummies really works on human beings. I come back an hour later, he's gone. A year passes, I guess it was a year, about, maybe maybe a little more. This retired priest comes into me. And he shouldn't be a landlord, but he bought property, so he's a landlord. Because he says, I was just with Judge Jackie and she gave me this throwout notice. And she said that you could help me. So I look and I say, oh shit. But now I'm becoming a, a throwout expert or some shit. What is this? So I says, okay, I'll take a shot at her father. He says, look, I don't care. I, he owes me $7,000 back rent. I don't care about the money. I just want him to hell out. Knock on the door. Who comes to the door? It's the same bloody nose, no tooth guy that I hit before. And he tries to run back in. I put my foot in the door. And I'm not fucking around with you all day. So I start with his end table, his couch. It's all going out. I'm throwing it out in the thing. He says, let me get my friend here and help me move out. I said, okay, you got 15 minutes. I don't have a long time to spend. Okay, I'm getting this and this and this, and all of a sudden the guy pulls up in the truck. Now he's got balls all of a sudden, because he's got his friend there, you know? <laughs> so he says a couple of things, and I just smacked him in the mouth. And with that, his friend starts coming. So I, I jump up, I go, you son of a bitch! What are you doing? You cuck! I go, wait a minute, wait. I need this guy to stay here. He's the guy that's going to move him out. I don't need him to get back in his truck and run away. And he's trying to, come here, come here, come here, come here. Go take this stuff out of his place. The funniest scene you ever see. One of the guys that I know saw this whole act. He says, George, you almost fucked it up. You almost sent him away with the truck that was going to take him. Oh. He went up and he told the troopers that I broke his finger that time. I, I, I don't remember breaking his finger. I remember his nose and his... You know, when you go through a life, you see a lot of experiences. 
some of the experiences you don't want to see. Nobody wants to throw anybody out of an apartment or a house or anything like that. Nobody wants to sue anybody for, you know, whatever. But things happen sometimes, uncontrollable. You, know, you don't make these things up, they just come along and hit you in the head. Oh God, it's unbelievable, unreal. <laughs>